The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Rendell, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. Of course, this is Going In Raw Matt Chat. Uh, and we pull these video questions from our $20 a month patrons at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers there, uh, starting from $1, and you would be stunned. You would be shocked. Uh, you would be, what's another, surprised. What's another synonym for shocked, Larson? Flabbergasted. How far $1 goes here at Going In Raw, it really does go a long way. You get the show ad-free, you get early access to stuff, and you get access to the Going In Raw Discord. And, of course, the $20 mark. Like I said, you get to have your video question right here on Matt Chat, and then we will answer it to the best of our ability. Is that correct? Oh, Lord. We're still on that thing. And that, of course, is the all-over, the slow wolf all-over print T-shirt that Larson is modeling today. Uh, you can get it. There's a link in the description. Yeah. Uh, you're uploading this episode, so I'm assuming you're going to put a link in the description. Yeah. At the very top of the description. Very top. Oh, my goodness. Very top. Be sure if you're going to get this Bold. ugly, ugly, horrific shirt. Largest font possible. If you're going to join Slow Wolf Pack and get this horrendous shirt. Just don't pay full price for it. Make sure you get a coupon. We had no control over the price. Or the sizing options. Correct. And so make sure there's lots of Society6 coupon options out there. Make sure you do that. But yes. we're not here to talk about coupons, Larson. This isn't Sunday at the grocery shop, cutting coupons, taking too much time in you line. You only go grocery shopping on Sundays? <laughs> isn't that like a tradition? like a lot of old biddies do that. <laughs> do that. I do my grocery shopping on Sunday. You know the best time to do grocery shopping? Like 11 a.m. on like a Monday. Nobody's there. Nobody's but I think there. They, I don't think they've restocked, though, for a while if you do it then. Well, it depends on where you go. Yeah. You know. I mean, do all grocery shops? We have a lot of video questions to get through today, man. This is no time for that conversation. All right. We'll have a beer later and talk about grocery habits. All Who's right. up first? Today? Michael Flowers. Nice. The debuting Matt Chatter. Michael Flowers. Immediately is making his way to the top of the charts. Michael Flowers. He knows how to do it. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Michael here. First time Matt Chatter. I wanted to ask y'all about a man we think's coming back to television soon. Bray Wyatt. Can his character be salvaged? Is it even worth being salvaged? And if it is, what would you two do to salvage it? Thanks, friendos. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Thank you, Michael Flower. Thank you, Michael. Uh, can Bray Wyatt be salvaged? Yes. I still, I, I've been saying this for years, for years and years and years. I think Bray Wyatt has such a strong personality and he has managed to uh, maintain uh, his mystique uh, such that regardless of what happens to him, regardless of how many losses he takes, he is still in a position that all it takes is a strong program against another strong opponent 
where Bray Wyatt, <gasps> gasp, actually wins, goes over in the feud when he does cool stuff like that time years ago when him and the Wyatt family, look, first of all, number one, you got to put him back with the Wyatt family. I love the Wyatt family. In fact, I think the Wyatt family is the one faction that really could have benefited from an NWO-esque expansion. Mm. Um, you have 13 people in this family, and they all just show up at various times and really show his true power, make it like a cult. That time he showed up, Triple H had the title, and Bray Wyatt really wasn't there for that, but then he looks at the title, and he does that. People popped out, popped big for that. He had a, a, a thing with Randy Orton that went the, the worst way possible. Um, and he had a tag run with Matt Hardy. That was just whatever. Um, it was obvious they didn't know what else to do with him. Yeah, he, I, absolutely. I think he's the kind of character who's kind of Barry proof. Um, he's not bored of proof because we've been bored of him for a very long time. He's not Barry proof, though. I mean, he is Barry proof. Go ahead. Uh, if you really want to salvage Bray Wyatt and you need an event in Time Machine, go all the way back to WrestleMania 30. His match against John Cena, he should have won that match. Or at least uh, it should have been a situation where John Cena had to compromise his principles to beat Bray Wyatt. That should have happened. Mm -hmm. That absolutely should have happened. That would have made a massive star of Bray Wyatt. And a lot of these conversations we've been having since, like why can't Bray Wyatt stay relevant? Mm -hmm. Why can't they make him relevant? I think a lot of that, those conversations wouldn't have happened if Either of those things would happen at WrestleMania 30. Given that time machines don't exist, given that because of that... Yet. Yet, I know. Uh, we are not capable of traveling through time and space to right wrongs that were done. Yet. Um, yet. Um, we are left with what we have in front of us now. We can't change things. So, yet. what you got to do yet, what you got to do, you just got to have them win some matches. That's a mind-boggling thought. It really is. <laughs> Invest time in him as a character, have him win some matches in some interesting feuds. Um, let him do what he does best, character work. Um, maybe rein in a bit of the, uh, the, the, the more florid language he uses. When he talks, he needs to mean, he needs to say it something. It should be, I mean, he could, he could speak eloquently, but... Talking in circles no, without man. really getting yeah, to a that point. Doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't work. It needs to, there's be a point to what he's saying. Maybe a lot of that has to do with the creative he was dealing with. Just kept going in circles. Yeah, it wasn't it was. really a point. To yeah. It, regardless, um, that's all it really takes. His character work is strong enough that he can be brought back to relevancy pretty quickly. Give him some wins. Book him dominant. Uh, focus on his character work, but make sure that he and creative have a vision of where this character is going. I know that's saying a lot for Raw, especially, and 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 follow through on it. And I think if they do that, it's real easy to build him back up. You know what's funny? We talked about this earlier on the SmackDown recap today. Um, we're filming this on uh, Wednesday, and uh, you know how we noted that SmackDown is filmed in a more intimate manner. Raw is actually the perfect uh, uh, aesthetic-wise venue for Bray Wyatt. Because all the zoom lenses that make him feel there's a distance between us, it works so much better on Raw this than on SmackDown. This is what you do for Bray. Hmm. You do these... What? You have a little hair there, buddy. Oh, I got you, it. You do some vignettes of him rebuilding his compound. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, that'd you be know, cool. Randy yeah. Orton burned it down. Yeah. 
have Bray rebuilding it. That'd be cool. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Rebuilding himself, too. Bray Wyatt, I mean, Bray Wyatt really is the guy that benefits from the pre-film stuff, from the atmospheric mm-hmm. stuff. That's why I mentioned Raw as a visual sort of uh, platform for him. Um, I think, yeah, I think he, he could bet. But more the, the most important is wins. Just wins. He needs credibility yep. as a guy. He's lacking that. That being said... Um, Focus less on his supernatural aspects and more on his his charismatic uh, leader type stuff. Yeah, he debuted as a cult figure, not as a guy who had eye beams. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, eye beams are cool and all, but yeah. No, I, I I really like Bray Wyatt though. Promise me this one thing, please. What you will try, just try to watch the Edge and Christian show. It's only a half hour. No, long. I'll try. I'll try to watch it this, this weekend. weekend. I'll try to watch it this weekend. <laughs> God damn it! Just even if you if, even if you watch the Joe stuff and the Bray Wyatt yeah. stuff. Holy I'm crap. It is funny. I'll try. We got another uh, Bray Wyatt type question from Cactus Jackie. Okay. Let's see what Cactus Jackie has to say. Hi, Stephen Larson. Cactus Jackie here. Back with another Matt Chat question. So my question today is for the return of Bray Wyatt. Let's suppose that when Bray Wyatt returns, he's not only the eater of worlds, but the savior of Raw. And he's going to cleanse Raw of all of the trash storylines. Uh, he's going to be a little bit between a face and a heel, kind of one of those in-betweeners. Um, to do this, he's going to need a new Wyatt family. Uh, so I want you to pick one person each from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and include one female wrestler to join him and be the new Wyatt family. That's pretty much it. Thanks, friendos. Have a nice day. Thank you, Cactus Jackie. Thank you, Cactus the Jackie. Masked. Cactus Jack. Yeah, all right. Here's my new wife family. From Go Raw, Sarah Logan. I like it. From SmackDown, Damo. Oh, Killian Dane. Totally had that too for mine. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. And from NXT, um, Jackson Riker. <laughs> nice. Okay. Already. Like, he hasn't even. They're barely on TV. Yeah. And you're already ruining that group. What, what are you going to do with Steve Cutler and uh, not Buddy Murphy? Well, I mean, Wesley Blake's done. He's a former tag champion. He'll be fine. Look, Who? Wesley Blake. That's Who's his that? name. Oh, that's, that's his name? I thought yeah. his name was not Buddy Murphy. No, Wesley Blake. He has a name, Steve. You're going to put him through that again? Another rebranding? Oh, poor guy. I mean, they could still be the Forgotten Sons. They, they, they will be more just, forgotten. Just be a tag team. Extra Forgotten Sons. Not a trio, yes. Yeah. That's that's my new Wyatt family. All right. Well, I'm going to go with this. I got uh, Damo. Mm-hmm. He just leaves sanity. He's like, you guys are bollocks. You guys aren't doing anything. I'm yeah. gonna go with Bray. At least he's done something. He's doing stuff over there. He's got a history of big dudes with beards. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kurt Hawkins. I really like the Kurt Hawkins story. is fascinating. Did you see? Um, they did so they lost a mix match challenge. Yeah, him and Ember Moon, and they did like this post thing interview where he is no f's. Ember Moon is hot. She's pissed that they lost, and he's like, well, you know. Yeah, I'm used to it. You know, I've gotten this long. It's been years now since I've lost. It's something you got to get used to. I know, Ember, you haven't really gotten used to it at all, but it's just something uh, I'm dealing with. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but here's the thing about Kurt Hawkins. I really do wish that they would feature him more prominently, somehow, some way. I think that guy has loads of natural charisma. He does. Loads of comedic timing. He obviously, obviously... He's liked by somebody there because they continue to give him the story of losing his wrestler, mm-hmm. this losing streak. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that plays itself out. And then, you know, I, I think that he's the kind of guy who, yeah, people might see him just as goofy Kurt Hawkins, the losing guy. 
But I honestly feel he probably has it within him to rebrand himself. It would take a little bit of time and yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of creative uh, to do it. But I think I would love to see him in some sort of role like that. Um, the other person I'd go for, I'm going to reach deep into NXT developmental for this next name. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Jesse. I think uh, Elaban. I think is her last name. Okay. Um, Hold on. Okay. Wait, wait. Just do that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she has a very unique look. She does, she's doing this gimmick on the, in the, the NXT developmental thing. It wouldn't surprise me if she debuted on TV at some point. Um, she was in the Mayon Classic, the, round, uh, the second one. Um, and she does like sort of a, a geeky nerd type thing, which okay. it just doesn't. Okay. It it doesn't do. I don't think it, it doesn't do. It. It's like Bailey, but not good. Um, but she has a really really great look to her, and I think if you do something a bit more serious, like sort of a a less crazy Nikki Cross type thing, mm-hmm. which would fit in perfect with like the Wyatt family, I think she could really she could really shine in that kind of role. Um, so that, those would be my choices. Those okay. are my picks. Okay, good, good. It's all good. Who's up next? Stephen M. Stephen M. is next. Oh, I like this question. This is a good question. This right is here. a good question. Kind of thought to bring us some multiple match. Irish linguistic expert Stephen M. here with another match chat question. Now, well, I didn't get to record my match chat question last week, so I'm just going to use the same question. So, if Brock had the same quality of matches he had with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles every time he defended the Universal Title, but showed up in around the same, maybe just one or two brawls as well, but just had these four and a half to five star matches every time he wrestled and just put his opponent over and was a hard fought battle and was fun. Would we accept him more as a fan base and would the universal title feel more important and feel like that when the person has a shot, they have to make it count because Brock is there to defend it. So that's my question. So too sweet, hearty handshake, Steve Shoulderlean. Take care, friends. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that the WWE would love Brock if every match we had. Let's say he did. What does he do now? Four plus uh, about four to five matches a year. He does. He does the big four. Yeah, generally. So six. Let's say All he right. does six. six. Six matches a year. Yeah. One every two months. All right. If he killed it, if he put on the same kind of matches that we got, if he because. That was a that was a flipping four and a half five potato match that we got at Survivor Series. Same as one last year. Yeah, yeah. If we knew that this dude was coming in once every two months, putting on killer matches, I'm not sure people would be super cool with him having the Universal Title the entire time. But people would be excited to see him. They'd be so much less burnt out on Brock than they are now. I mean, if he's putting on. I know this is laughable, but if he puts on Okada level matches, if we got Okada once every two months, I'd be fine with that. That's about how often I watch New Japan, anyways. Pretty much. So um, it's all dependent on how keen people are to see him with that Universal Title while he's putting on these good matches. You know, every two months. Um, if people want to have their champion on TV on a regular basis, then those people are going to be uh, kind of over it, regardless if he's putting on great matches or not. However. If, I mean, I guess the the principle, the idea behind having him on TV so sparingly. um, Special attraction. Yeah, special attraction. You don't see him that often. Therefore, when he does show up, you'll want to watch. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of idea 
somewhat that uh, they take with the uh, UFC boxing. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is just the, the physicality of the sport. You can't fight every week. Nonetheless, um, same idea that you, 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 you have your, your main event guy, special attraction. Every title defense is an event. Um, and it would be even more of an event if he was putting on these awesome matches. Yeah. Then you feel like the weight was worth it. Yeah. Whereas if he's coming out giving Braun five F5s and then pinning him after Braun gets hit in the back of the head, that's a letdown. Mm-hmm. With, to a match that maybe there was some build to. So it, I think it just largely depends on what people expect out of their champion. Um, if they are cool with him showing up, not very often, but putting on really good matches then I'm sure people would be fine with it. But if they want people want champ, their champion on TV every week, as we've kind of grown accustomed to for the most part, then I don't, I don't know how, unless he's doing, as you said, Okada-tier stuff, I think people would still be somewhat upset about it. Here's the flip side. I doubt, that, I doubt they'd be upset. They'd probably be, I mean, because these days they're like, oh, we got another boring Brock match, doing German suplex, German could, suplex. Or there could be a situation where it's like, oh, he's so great when he's here. Why can't he be here more to be great all the time? Yeah, maybe. But, I mean, look at the okay, so look at the other brand. Look at the WWE champion, AJ Styles, right? He is an Okada-level wrestler. Mm-hmm. He is. WWE didn't really let him, let him wrestle Okada-level matches. But no, still, no, no, no. he is capable of that. We know that. Um, he's there every week. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we love AJ. I mean, he's not champion now, but we love AJ. But his pay-per-view matches... One after the other, after the other, after the other. He was every single pay-per-view. We got a WWE title match. None of the matches have been like overly special, you know. It hasn't been. We both said it hasn't been like a special run. Mm-mm. If we had less of those, and this is going to sort of, uh, uh, t- we're going to talk about a little bit more with um, Ryan Rigani's question mm-hmm. coming up here, um, where if they brought back the brand split pay per views, mm-hmm. if there were spectacular matches, but once I mean, look at the look at takeovers. We get those once every two to three months, and. We get spectacular matches. Yeah. So, and I know, I understand on TV, Ciampa still is around to defend the title. Uh, maybe once in between takeovers, maybe more than that, a little bit here and there. It's kind of a foregone conclusion. He's going to lose it. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that there's a good middle ground between four or five pay-per-views a year and every single we, I mean, there are times when AJ would defend that title in the mid card on an episode of SmackDown. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. think there's a good mid ground between making a thing a special event and never seeing them. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And I think that we've got we have right now two extremes of that. I think that might change with Daniel Bryan having the title if he's going to have less dates. Mm-hmm. Then it might be on top of his Daniel Bryan. They want to protect him more. Maybe it'll be. Maybe that'll be the middle ground right there. Maybe Could be. maybe we'll see Could that. Be. It could be. Um, but I do think, I think just in general, people's perceptions of Brock would improve if every match we saw oh, yeah, with him. Yeah, like he, I mean, that's kind of a foregone well, I conclusion. I think part of it, too, is they feel like he's phoning it in. Yeah, exactly. And if people, if, if, you if know, the perception if, was that he wasn't phoning it in, that he was actually trying to yeah. put forth a good effort every time out, then yeah, people's perception would change. Sure. Next, Christopher Rampersad. He's not very happy to see Seth versus <laughs> Dolph again. Who is? Hello, Steven Larson. So my question is, I want you to book a better Seth Rollins feud. Take off Dolph Ziggler and put somebody in who's much better at a wrestler and somebody who keep up with Seth Rollins and who's not checked out like Dolph Ziggler was. I'm sick and tired of Dolph Ziggler. I know Steven's sick and tired of Dolph Ziggler. So book a better feud like Seth Rollins to show why he claims he's the best of the world. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Oh, give me Drew McIntyre. Okay. 
This whole time, this whole feud been Drew versus Seth. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, it'd be pretty good, huh? It'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Dolph, we've seen a lot. He's more or less been the same character for the last 10 years. Uh, whenever he started doing the show-off thing. Drew, even though we know he's a heel, that's a dynamic character there. Can we talk about something real quick? What? Dolph. What about him? So, I don't think he has the natural charisma of Chris Jericho. No. But, why hasn't Dolph ever really endeavored to rebrand himself? Yeah, that's no. one thing that, Jer I was thinking about this morning, that's one thing that Jericho has done exceedingly yeah, well. Yeah, and he'll go away for a while and come back and he's a different why haven't more people, take on the character. Why haven't more people taken that tact? No. Dolph Ziggler is a perfect because he's got everything in the ring. He's got everything in the ring that you need. Well, here, here's the here's the point though. When Chris Jericho would rebrand, he wouldn't just rebrand the way he talked, no, the way no, he dressed. He would, it would be he'd completely take a different approach to to how he did everything. Pretty much, he would still be the same ingredients yeah. as various iterations of Chris Jericho. But he'd be put together differently. Yeah, I understand. But the reason why you made that face just then is because <clears throat> Dolph Ziggler hasn't even reinvented what he's done in the ring. It's no. been the same. I actually feel like it's simplified a lot since it was five years ago. <laughs> he's done because he, he's he is really good in the ring. Well, but we've seen it so many times. Well, here's the thing: he can be really good in the ring. Yeah, it's not consistent though. Well, he's not. He doesn't put on a bad. You can't say he puts no, on I, bad matches. I'm not saying he's put on bad matches, but I feel like he puts on virtually the same match yeah, every time. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. the thing. And, and depending on the opponent and how the beats of the match are booked out, it, that's what determines mm -hmm. whether it's a good match or an okay right. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He has. He. I'll put this way. He has all the tools to put on really spectacular matches. I think he has the tools to put on consistently really good matches. He yeah. just doesn't always do that. Yeah, because um, he doesn't change anything. No, and I don't think he's. I don't know if he's the type of wrestler who's capable of pulling a good match out of somebody either. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about that one. That's a good point. Like I don't, I don't put Dolph in the category of like AJ or Daniel Bryan or some of the or Seth Rollins. Some of the people you 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 know, if you put Seth Rollins or Daniel Bryan or AJ in the ring with virtually anybody, yeah, they will able to get a good match, get a good match out. Of you them. know who I kind of liken him to a bit, Cody, his in ring ability. But at least Cody has the character work that's strong enough, yeah, that could carry him and even dynamic, if, even if his wrestling. Skills aren't aren't exactly the same level of his, of his opponent. He's outright said he wants to improve. Yeah, he's yeah. looking to actively improve. Yeah. His, his wrestling, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Dolph, just, he just does the same thing. Yeah. Kind of across the board. We've seen, I feel like this version of Dolph that we've seen since 2010, whatever it was, we've seen all that he can do as this version of Dolph. Yeah. Whether he's heel or face. Yeah. And that's that's the problem is 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 we it feels like we have seen his ceiling we've seen his floor we've seen uh, ev everything in between mm -hmm. um, and there's no surprises to be had yeah. whereas Drew I feel like there's a wealth of surprises sure there's a lot we haven't seen from him yet if they would actually give him the spotlight that he rightly deserves instead of putting him to be a henchman for Baron Corbin. Uh, After he was yeah. kind of a henchman for Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I know. And it I, seemed yeah. like he was starting to step away from that and saying, Raw, my show now. After he decimated yeah, Kurt Angle, they should have run with that. Week to week. Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, you're, you're completely right. Week to week, uh, they, they either treat him as a henchman or a top guy. It's been two weeks in a row that he's been a henchman. Yeah. But a week before that, he was like 
dominate. He was like, it's my raw. Yeah. And then this week later, he's, he's cool to, to stand beside Baron Corbin. No, shouldn't happen. He no, should be destroying everybody. He'd be destroying Baron. He'd be driving Baron crazy. Here's a guy we literally haven't seen anything of since he came to WWE. And that's Bobby Lashley. I know that Bobby Lashley is capable of a lot more than we've seen. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's a guy I think would be great. Listen, here's the thing. Seth Rollins is the current Intercontinental Champion. He will probably be Universal Champion at some point in the next 12 months or so. Um, but right now, if you're looking at right now, the feud is for the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Your guy, Drew McIntyre. Give me a break. That dude, he's above. He is above. He's already at Universal title status. So was Seth Rollins, but really. With the Universal title but not, not on the but, show. But Let me finish. With the champion. Universal title not on the show, the IC title is more or less day-to-day top belt on the show. Therefore, Drew should be in contention for that. Nah, man. Drew should be aiming for that Brock thing. Bob Lashley. Well, he should is, aim, be aiming not to be a henchman first. Yeah, he needs to get out of that role. Bob Lashley is IC material. If you let Bob Lashley be Bob Lashley, keep Leo with him because Leo's great. But I think Bob Lashley can be great too. First thing you got to do is get Vince out of Leo's ear. Well, the first thing you need to do is funny as I find buttholes is stop having Lashley do that butt thing. Yeah. Where he show. I mean, that's just. That's Vince. What is with. What is. Like seventy years old, man. Yeah, he still likes potty humor. I mean, look, potty humor has its place. It does. Just, just not every week on my wrestling programming. No, it doesn't. Tired of PP on my wrestling programming and tired of butts. Yeah, me too. Next question. Next question from the Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Hey, Stephen Larson and all the friendos. It's the Enforcer uh, making this. Minutes after finishing watching Raw on Monday, got to say, um, very disappointed with what I'm seeing. Um, I don't even know what I'm seeing. Uh, but one thing that I do appreciate is the Friendoverse um, live chatting while it's going on is basically keeping me sane and I'm sure other Friendos as well as we're watching Raw. Uh, but my question for you is, we were discussing late in the show as Finn Balor was just getting annihilated like any other Monday night about contracts and when they come up. And I am highly of the opinion that when Finn Balor's contract comes up, he should not re-sign with WWE. Uh, He should go out, New Japan, venture on his own, maybe become a Jacksonville Jaguars fan like some other independent wrestlers right now. Um, But also... What wrestlers do you think that when their contract does come up should resign? That they're in a good spot um, because I'm seeing a lot more people that should uh, look at other options as opposed to staying there where they are. Money wise, sure. Creatively, I'm sure people are thinking that's a desert. Um, let me know your thoughts. Um, who should resign? Who shouldn't? Um, I know for one, after watching that main event on Monday, Finn Balor needs to not re-sign um, because they are just being, he's being wasted. And it's a shame, man. Um, and that's real. All right, let me know your thoughts, guys. Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. Uh, no, no, man, Finn should not leave. WWE gets paid a shit ton of money. Uh, they train him like a star there. Uh, he's another guy, kind of like we talked about Bray Wyatt earlier. He's another guy. He's, he's in my opinion, he's kind of the Becky Lynch of the men's division on Raw anyways. 
in that people love Finn. They will not stop loving Finn. They understand that Finn is not getting the opportunities that he deserves. Um, he had a flash of glory with that universal title win two years ago. And they want to see him earn go back to his rightful spot at the top. They will not wane on him. They will not consider him irrelevant. Uh, and I would love to think that at some point, Vince McMahon will all of a sudden suddenly think that Finn Balor is grabbing that brass ring, even though on a consistent week-to-week basis, he grabs that brass ring. They need to stop doing that smiling stuff and uh, or shipping the SmackDown. Or, I mean, get rid of that smiling stuff anyways. Put him in something juicy. Uh, the way the WWE, man, sometimes they just, you know, Becky Lynch, she was on the shelf seemingly for like two years. And then, oh, look, look, they're doing something with her again. Cool. They'll probably do the same thing with Finn Balor. It's a matter of biding the time. I think that he had a great run in New Japan. Canada don't feel, I think that New Japan's a step down for him. Um, I think going to the fake all elite wrestling thing is a step down, really a step down for him. So no, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's 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 a big big star, and I think people sometimes trip too hard about their favorites not getting pushed the way they think that he should be getting pushed. That's true, but he's totally go back to New Japan. No, imagine no. if he was the, the elite, main event on Raw this week. Imagine if the elite leaves, there'll be a huge hole there uh, in terms of uh, the Western expansion. Bring in Finn Balor, uh, a wrestler uh, people here in the states are really familiar with who's got a long history in New Japan with a lot of unfinished business. He dabbled in the heavyweight scene a little bit. He challenged Okada for the title. Put him back in the heavyweight division when he comes back. That would be real. Yeah. He can go. He can step into the role that Kenny Omega's been filling, go and put on awesome matches, um, and, and I think it would be great. Sure, why not? New Japan could pay him a ton of money. Well, yeah, they could. Been, but, they, I, you remember, we've heard that they've been trying to uh, 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 woo uh, former New Japan uh, uh, mm. uh, wrestlers back yeah. with handsome paychecks. Yeah, Finn could take that paycheck, go back to New Japan, and pick up right where he left off. See the return of Prince Devitt, real rock and roller. <laughs> it would be awesome. Um, so I'll, I, will, I, will, I will grant you this. I will grant you this. I I would much rather see from a creative standpoint real rock and roller the real rock and roller. However, imagine I a real rock and roller Tetsuya Naito feud. Yeah, awesome. Be real real yeah. rock and roller Okada part two. Yeah, real. Yeah, that would all be real. Imagine if the know. elite doesn't leave. He goes over there. Who does Prince Devitt align himself with? The elite, the top wrestlers in the world. Or is he a BCOG? Does he join back up with Bad Boy Tamatanga, Bad Luck Fale? That's great stories waiting to be told. Maybe that's why they're not doing this blow-off between the elite and Bullet Club OGs. They're waiting for Prince Devitt to return. Man, they better will out a giant barrel of money for that because he's making a ton. All that merch they sell with Finn Balor. Oh, imagine if they start making real rock and roller shirts in Japan. (laughs) I'd buy 10 of those easily. Especially if they light up. A bunch of the same ones. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Steve Bradley also asks, who should re-sign with WD and pick somebody who's currently signed who should not when their contract is up? I'm sorry. Somebody who what now? So, like, AJ, he should definitely re-sign when his contract is up. With WWE? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same with Shinsuke. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What same. about the club? They seem happy. They do when they're probably happy that they're home. 
They seem happy. They're making a ton of money. Abs Anderson has never looked better. He's there with Maria Kanellis. He's on SmackDown. She's on the show that's taped after SmackDown. Yeah. You know. But I guess inviting any of the former New Japan talents. If any of them, I wouldn't mind seeing him back in New Japan. You know, uh, in addition to Finn Balor, it would probably be the club. Speaking of Maria Kanellis, you know, I saw the other day, I saw a picture of uh, the kingdom in 2015 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it was uh, Bennett. Taven and Adam Cole, yeah, and then Maria Kanellis, and it's so weird. It's like a weird WWE universe mode, uh, 2K universe mm-hmm, mode thing. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Anyways, what now? Club. They can go back to New Japan. No man, they seem happy. They seem legitimately happy. The the six times a year we see them on television. Yeah, well, they're also on Ian's the uh, Edge and Christian show. No, oh, okay. Uh, another new Matt Chatter Graham. Mm. Let's see what Graham has to say. Hi Steve. Hi Larson. No Patreon. I see, I'm from Ireland, so I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. And I just want you to know what you think's next for Finn Balor. Like, what you think he could be doing? She think he'll win? Any, she think he'll get a push? And when do you think next time we'll see the demon in too sweet? Thank you, Graham. You know what's next for Finn Balor? Bullet Club. <laughs> Bad boy, Tomatonga. <laughs> Carl Machine Anderson. Machine gun, Carl Anderson. Oh, yeah, Bad luck, right. Fale. That's what's next for Finn Balor. And that'd be real. real Imagine real the, the real war. Rock. The war that can go on between the elite. Oh, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, you just, you just Young Bucks. About- Marty Skrull versus Prince Devitt. You can't recycle Devitt. the same answer, man. Tomatonga. Sorry. Bad boy Tomatonga. Bad luck Fale. Tongaloa. Bone Soldier. All we need. Gosh, that would Listen, be swell. All we need. He's going to be in raw upper mid-card purgatory. One stroke of Vince McMahon's pen. Yeah, the, five years down on, the line, On the maybe. transfer paper, transfer to SmackDown, and then the world is his oyster. He would fit right in with AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, the club. He'd fit in. He'd be so at home on SmackDown. He would, but I don't see it happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, we might get you another shakeup. Well, yeah, we will, but I don't necessarily see him going to SmackDown. Why? Why would you? Why do you say that? Because it would it made sense like two other times for him to go to SmackDown. And they haven't done it. Oh yeah. Well. So until it happens, you know, you know why it doesn't. You know why? It, why it's not going to happen? Because we wish it. Because we wish it. Christian. Yes, Christian. It's back. Another question. Hey guys, it is the Hall of Fame Christian here with another Matt Chat question from work with a shirt on, but there's no bosses that can be as loud as I want. My question for you guys this week is about NXT. Who is the next big NXT star? I'm talking about guys from Undisputed Era and up. So no Gargano, no Champa. Who is the guys most poised for success? You know, pick one man, one woman, and one tag team that are just going to explode. Like I said, only talking about the Undisputed Era debut. So Brooklyn 3 forward in NXT. Too sweet, hearty handshake, epic shoulder link. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Christian. Nice when your boss isn't around. Oh, nice. New patrons. Whoop, whoop. Would oh, we sell another shirt? Um, I don't get, I don't even get notifications when that happens. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, who's the next big thing in NXT, Larson? It's Matt Riddle. I was looking for, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for like a different, yeah, it's just, it's, it's Matt Riddle. It's totally going to be Matt Riddle. Yeah, it's him. Like, it's so, they just add him. Shove a knee down Cassius Ono's throat in yeah. like two seconds flat yeah. Yeah. in his takeover debut. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's, so, he's so good. The lone concern I had about Matt Riddles, because I was unfamiliar with his mic work, was his promos. And like the last promo he did was funny. The 
the yeah. day butt one. The that was butt. hilarious. And the promo he did before shoving the knee here. down the Cassiano's throat was great. Yeah, I'm out here, Cassiano. It's talking about me, you know. <laughs> He's so good. He's good, man. He's, he's so natural. He's, he's just being him. That's what it is. He's just Matt being Riddle. Matt Riddle. Seems really fun to be Matt Riddle. It does. That's, that's that translates. It does translate. People like him. King of Bros. Yeah, it's going to be huge in NXT. Um, expecting massive things of Io Shirai. Yeah. Even though she didn't win the Mae Young Classic too, man, she's got the best looking moon salt in all of wrestling. Oh, it's it's so smooth. It's awesome. It's butter. Um, she put on, had a great match with Tony Storm. In the uh, May Young Finals, and a lot. I'm I think not, she's going to go. I far. am not terribly familiar with her work, but man, everybody says she's like one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Mm-hmm. So I'm really mm-hmm. looking for. I'm I, I'm kind of happy that I'm unfamiliar with her stuff, so I can be wowed. Exactly. It's like the most fun thing is to be wowed in wrestling. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Oh, next, Wayne Maker. Wayne Maker. Let's see what Wayne Maker has to say. Bullocks. Hello, Bellends. Wayne Maker here, and my match chat question for this week is: Who do you think is going to face the chop? Because, let's face it, last year, with All In going on, WWE lost the bottle to let anyone go because they knew they would turn up probably on All In or other indie shows to, you know, cause them a bit of grief. So, I would like you to choose five wrestlers on the main roster that need to do one because there's a lot of old stuff there and there's a lot of people that don't actually get seen at all. Um, and then five to fill their boots. So I'm, I'm on location here. I'm in the Mrs. Car. This ain't the van for a change. Um, so yeah, I'd like to like, like to hear your opinion on who's got to go because there's got to be people gone this year. And no one likes to see anyone like release, but let's face it, if they're XWWE, they're going to make it on the Indies anyway. They'll get booked. Um, yeah, uh, too sweet to. A little person who done it for the first time this week, and a hearty handshake to um, your man Larson. Take care, guys. Bye bye. Thank you, Wayne Maker. Thank you, Wayne Maker. Some um, people who should be he said get the chop means getting released. Released. Yeah. All right. Made redundant. Um, Zach Ryder. Okay. Yep. Sure. Dolph. Oh, but that, Chelsea Green's there. They're lovers. <laughs> yes, I'm aware they are an item. They're lovers. Um, Dolph, Tyler Breeze. I feel like they're not letting him do anything. Oh, that should have been my next big thing in NXT. Chelsea Green. Oh yeah, she's a million bucks. She's great. Uh, Eric Rowan. Tyler Breeze. Because he's really good. Everybody says he's an she's awesome wrestler. Best bout machine. But he doesn't. He, they don't let him do anything. They don't let him do anything except get squashed. Uh, Eric Rowan. <gasps> good guy, Eric. Really? Yeah. Wow. And maybe Tamina. Oh, she's just hitting her stride. And you're going to do that? Are you going to be the guy to say, come on in here. We've got to have a talk. And then, sorry, you're released. What? <laughs> here, man, I got the answer for you. All right. Because none of these guys really felt like it was probably going to be that long of a paycheck they were getting anyways. All of 205 Live, except for these following names. Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, Tony Nice, The Buddy Murphy, Adeo Atami, Leo Rush, Drew Gulak. Everybody else. Really? Release the pressure. Really? Send all those guys to either Raw or Smash. Or just reload. Reload the cruiserweight division. With who? I don't know. Cruiserweights. Small guys. Little guys. Finn Balor. 
Real. No, send Finn and Dolph to 205 Live. No, Dolph needs to be released. Oh, okay. But maybe if he's on 205 Live, no, you it'll, know what? Be a, it'll be a kickstart do something new. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Dolph Ziggler, because <sighs> I don't want anybody to lose their job. Have him be the most expensive producer backstage. Okay. Whenever there's scuffles, he can run out there with Adam Pierce and, and drop some zigzags. <laughs> exactly. Some super kicks. Yes. Um, but yeah, two hundred five live. I'll be honest. Like I'll be honest. I like I like two hundred five live. It's great matches. Yeah. I really love it. It's kind of the one thing though. That it's just it's just in its own little thing. And like I don't, I still don't find it must see. Like deep down, I don't right. see it. I don't feel it's must see. All right. Even though I do must see it because it's it's our, it, you know, our we do part this. Part of what we do. But like during Thanksgiving week, I don't think I watched two hundred five live. All right. I watched NXT UK. You know why? Of course, dude. Look at my finger. Yeah. Liverpool's number one. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Ryan Rugani. Let's see what Ryan has to say. Okay. Hey, friendos, I have a quick request. Can we go back to the SmackDown and Raw pay-per-views? Because I would love a SmackDown-only pay-per-view for TLC. Plus, Raw is just terrible. Do you think they'll ever go back to that brand split again just to make SmackDown pay-per-views at least worth watching? Thanks, friendos. Have a good week. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. <clears throat> I was actually literally in the car this morning thinking that, yeah, kind of. Because here's the thing. I don't think they did it right the first time because they still had it every month. If you give Raw. You every, alternate months. Alternate pay per You alternate months and you give it more. Look, let me ask you something. Do you think they're going to learn anything from the fact that TakeOver beat Survivor Series in the network ratings? Do you think no, they're going to learn no, lesson one? Think, well, it did so they, well. Vince. You did so well. Then this is happening every month. That's, that's a takeaway. That's though. a bad lesson. Yeah, that's, that's a not a good lesson. That'd be probably the takeaway from Vince's end. It should be pay per view should be special, special rarefied air, um, two and a half to three hours long, just putting on fantastic matches. I don't care. Don't, I don't care about the schedule and how you can't practice matches for two months. I don't care about that. Don't tell me about that. I don't care about that. I want them. I want main roster talent putting on takeover level matches but here's every other month. Hold on. Here's the thing. In theory, they could be practicing it for somewhat because on the house show circuit, generally whatever's going on on TV is also going on during the house shows, like in terms of feuds. Mm -hmm. When AJ and Samoa Joe were feuding for the WWE title on pay-per-views, I guarantee you they were having matches every night in the house show circuit. Yeah, but here's the thing. And I they could be practicing laying out matches in theory – uh, to do for the pay-per-view. They're not going to recreate the match, but they can practice segments of it. I would I would think, I would like to think you're right. I, don't, I honestly don't know how don't they know structure either. them. The only thing I, I I sort of, when I when I was lucky enough to go to the Performance Center, uh, to see them with like two coaches in the ring going through it. Yeah, yeah, and there's producers that produce matches backstage. That's what Adam no, Pearce I, does. No, I get it. I just think that Jimmy they're Noble in an environment does. where they're in an environment where for two hours they could be. I don't. I have no idea how long they do it. I just think that it's kind of obvious mm -hmm. that when you have a takeover two months away and you're in there in the ring with a producer two hours a day every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a different environment. Oh, it is. Than it is. The I'm, house the, I'm just saying that it's not like it's impossible to recreate something along those lines. Yeah, you would think so. You, you would think so. And and yeah, you would. I would. I would like to think so. Um, 
So I think for that reason, I think that the matches in theory, like the way they did it before, just felt like glorified episodes of, they felt like obligatory glorified episodes of SmackDown. That's exactly what it was. Um, But if they did it every two months, really build to it and put on just stellar matches, I I just think it'd be killer. I mean, they'd probably lose a ton of revenue or whatever. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know either. um, And then have like, you know, special episodes Mm -hmm. of SmackDown and Raw. But maybe wild card finals. Wild card finals. But maybe then if you had fewer pay-per-views or alternated months for pay-per-views. Um, <clears throat> there'd actually be uh, potentially increased enthusiasm because people aren't yeah. seeing these matches, same matches all the time. Yeah, yeah. I just wonder if they'd ever risk. You the... make a lot of good points. I'll just say no because okay. the odds of them alternating months is probably slim due to revenue issues, maybe. Um, and so I don't want to go back to where each brand had a pay per view every month, and it, as you said, it was just glorified episodes mm-hmm. of those shows. Yeah, and they didn't feel substantial. No, um, they just felt like a regular episode of SmackDown and Raw with maybe slightly better matches mm-hmm. and fewer talky bits. Really the only difference. Yeah. And, and I mean, to be honest, these days, if you take, I'll put it this way, if you take two months worth, if you take eight episodes, this is especially in the case of SmackDown, you take eight episodes of SmackDown, you can come out with one stellar pay-per-view in terms of the matches that we're exposed yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, for example, that Usos, just, just this week, Usos Thebar, mm-hmm. killer match. Mm-hmm. Could have been a killer pay-per-view match. And so you've got you've got these really, really good. You have Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Grant, I know that's sort of an outlier. You have AJ Styles and the, uh, Daniel Bryan winning the WWE Championship. But that's a killer pay-per-view match yep. right there. Yep. So, I mean, if you, if you take the number of matches they do, like, per year, you can actually break it down and get some really, really stellar, yeah. you know, uh, bunches of matches – if you take them eight at a time. Yep. So never never underestimate how good it can be on just regular TV. You yep. don't need to wait for a pay-per-view. Exactly. <laughs> Next from Tim Spulock. Let's see what Tim Spulock has to say. Steve Larson, this week I want to talk about the peak that WWE can possibly reach. We know that probably the biggest time WWE has ever had is during the Attitude Era. And I was wondering is if writing gets better and and the TV deals start going good and they get more viewers, what is the max ceiling? Will we ever see an Attitude Era type-esque? Or is there a way where they would get even larger to where they become mainstream? And we know Marvel got bought by Disney for billions of dollars. Is there any chance the House of Mouse would possibly want to buy them? What is making it and being at the top that WWE could possibly do? That's what I want you guys to discuss. Too sweet. Hard handshake. Seriously, can I get you anything? Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. Uh, no, no, no. TV landscape's too different. Um, it was kind of a perfect storm in the Attitude Era. You had uh, Vince motivated by competition, WCW. You had two, two generational talents on your roster in Stone Cold and The Rock. Uh, three, there were just fewer options on one's television, much less internet, uh, to occupy their time. This... There's just too many options for people now in terms of entertainment. I don't think we'll ever see a day where wrestling is getting ratings in the sixes. You know, I think those days are gone. So the number one show on the number one show on cable TV, I believe, is The Walking Dead. All right. Which even that these days, a lot of people are can, are saying that it's in a bit of a creative slump. Lull, slump. Yeah. Thank you. 
Um, I know it's been bringing in low numbers compared to where it used to be. Yeah. However, this past week, five million. It, it had five million view. That's twice as many as raw, which is twice as many as raw. Now, I think if 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 Tim is saying, "What's the ceiling? What's the most it could possibly do?" If creative turned around, if people were enthusiastic about everything, if they because you're absolutely right, they had they had two two once in a generation talents. Um, I think that WWE and NXT is so loaded with talent that it's possible two could emerge as because you know when you go back and you watch WCW and you see Steve Austin back then. It wasn't a. I mean, I know a lot of people, and you can even see, oh wow, that guy's good. It's not immediately. No, it wasn't. Apparent. It wasn't. It wasn't immediately apparent. It was. It was. Right. It was opportunity presented to him, and he took it. Yeah. So it is possible that, given just how much talent there is across the board, that some could emerge. Yeah. And it's possible. It's possible. But I think that's the lesser of the two arguments in in my mind why it won't happen. I think more so. There's just way more options. I think the interest overall in wrestling is not what it used to be. Um, and people are just interested in, in other things, and I and they have far more options of what to be interested in. Yeah, sure. I think that's really the issue. I I wouldn't be interested to see what TV ratings now compared to ten or fifteen years ago were across the board, mm-hmm. and just to see if ratings overall. And I think Melster mentioned in a recent newsletter that was the case that TV ratings across the board are yeah. down. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean the the level of but let's let's frame this a different way then because you're right. The level of, of I was reading an article the other day about um, cord cutting, and it's oh, there's like a million people cut the cord in the last quarter or something like that. Yeah, yeah I think or the last month. I think it was the last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's obscene. People yeah. are leaving cable left and right. Yeah. So you would, so Tim, you would have to frame the question a different way. Could the WWE reach the heights of the Attitude Era? Certainly, in money, it's kind of isn't like. It, their big revenue right now is TV, mm-hmm. and certainly their TV deal. I don't know about adjusted for inflation, but it wouldn't surprise oh, I'm sure me. It, it, it it's probably paces bo- it by at least a magnitude of ten, <laughs> probably at least. And so, but if you're talking about enthusiasm, I think you have so much talent that it's possible. But they have shown zero signs, no signs of of it being possible. Creatively speaking, no. with how they run things now, is it possible for them if if they turned everything around creatively and it was just captivating cliffhanger television? It's possible they might average is five million a possibility. I mean, I, theoretically, it is. There's five million people watching The Walking Dead, so I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of competition out there. But if you're creating a product. That is so captivating that it's bringing in casuals. You know how many people just in casual conversation have said, oh, yeah, I used to watch wrestling, but, you know, I just sort of fell out like we did for a, a period of yeah, time. Yeah. But if they somehow, some way were able to capture the zeitgeist again um, the way they did in the Attitude Era, um, it's possible maybe that they would be able to generate the kind of enthusiasm that would boost network views, that would boost Hulu Here's, views. I, assuming that the ratings are, <clears throat> are are determined the same way as they were in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Young Shelton, Sheldon got a 6.6, and that's equivalent to about 11 million viewers. Wow. So that's five times the viewers, four and a half to five times the viewers that are watching Raw right now, yeah. four to five times. You would need, yeah. You would need... You would need 
something massive and the, major. The, I, the probably the go ahead. The one advantage that WWE might have now they didn't have over the, in the Attitude Era, they will have one of their shows on network television mm-hmm. on Fox. Yeah, granted it's on a crap time slot Friday nights mm-hmm. when nobody watches TV. Yeah. The however, it's possible if they can get creative lined up, if they they put forth some good creative for their best talents, and and they become crossover stars. I guess it's possible. Mm. I just think there's too many options for people to, to watch these days. I think the top rated show last week was Sunday Night Football. And I was only eleven five. Yeah, that is not very high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, the bottom line is back in 1998, you know, the internet was just yep. and like online gaming really wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. YouTube wasn't really a YouTube thing. YouTube really thing wasn't a thing. So I don't know. I think they do. I think they measure. You know, their metrics a bit different because they just care about making money. So back in the 98, 99, ER was a top rated show and that was a 17.8. Wow. Friends, 15.7. Frasier, 15.6. Monday Night Football, 14.9. Yeah. I don't know the cable ratings were back then. But in any event, I think, I think that, yeah, I think could enthusiasm return? I mean, if you look at, it's funny because when you look at, like raw from the attitude era and see just how hot everybody oh, yeah. was. People were hype. I think that's po- I think it's possible to fill arenas with really really excited people. Yeah, that's possible. But their creative has to literally do a 180. Mm-hmm. They have to do exactly mm-hmm. the opposite of what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a huge indicator mm-hmm. right there too. Uh next, Zach S. Let's see what Hall of Famer Zach S has to say. What's good, Steve Morse? My name is out there. It's your Matt Jack Hall of Famer, Zach Guest. Coming at you with another Matt Jack question. Question this week is, Stephen Larson, which era of wrestling in WWE would have benefited the most from an addition of the, today's modern-day NXT? And we're talking rock and wrestling, the Attitude Era, the Ruthless Aggression Era, and the PG Era, excluding after around 2012. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach S. Uh, you went. I go first. I sure, think. go ahead. Yes, I go first. I'm going to say the ruthless aggression era uh, because if you look at how many like beefy meatheads we had come through the attitude, the ruthless aggression era, Vince also all of a sudden again had uh, a weird preoccupation with like uh, uh, bodybuilder types. Well, he's always had that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, look at the attitude. He had all sorts of. I mean, granted, he had bodybuilder types, but you had, you know, I mean, look at who was on top. You know, I mean, Triple H was like the one bodybuilder guy that really stood. No, out. I understand, I understand. But like ruthless aggression, they were bringing him in left and right. Yeah, what was no. that dude Luther Reigns? Yeah, that dude? Luther Reigns. Yeah, you had uh, all sorts of guys. They just all look the exact same. That, you know, when you bring in all those, uh, what are they called, the natural born thriller guys? Over like Stasiak and um, Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Hare, those kind of guys. Like, granted, they were bringing in some of those WCW guys, but then it was just one after another after another of these dude. Man, give me like a normal looking dude from like you know the independence coming up through NXT to build characters. Uh, yeah, I think it's a ruthless aggression here. There's a lot of just very creative wrestler defaults there. No, I get that. I kind of feel like right now benefits the most from having NXT because the creative is so bad. Mm. So at least they can get by on putting forth really good matches for the most yeah, part sure. with, the, with you know the NXT call-ups. Um, 
but that wasn't an option, so I guess I got to say reality era because that was the era that preceded the one we're in now. Because at least in the ruthless aggression era, you still had some of the holdovers from the attitude era who were sure. still around. And yeah, there were a lot of the bodybuilder types, um, but you also had Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. You had Brock Lesnar. While he was massive, he was doing shooting star presses. Um, there was enough talent being developed in OVW. Mm-hmm. Shelton Benjamin, um, who wasn't the, a bodybuilder. Don't they type. consider this a different era, not the reality? No, era? it's not. That's why I said it was the one that preceded the one we're in. Oh, now. I'm sorry. Okay. So I feel like in OVW, there was enough talent being developed there. John Cena, yeah, Batista, no, yeah, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, There's class, a lot yeah. of talent Sheldon, yeah. um, who reached incredible heights of stardom. John yeah. Cena, arguably one of the greatest of all time. Sure. Um, that I don't think it necessarily – it would have benefited from NXT, but I don't think it would have benefited much as, say, the reality era. Where I, I mean, it was, it was the, the burgeoning early days of NXT or, mm-hmm, or sure. NFCW. But they weren't producing the the, the level of, of 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 main roster talent that NXT is right now, save for like Seth Rollins and a handful of others. Yeah, Biggie. Yeah, um, yeah. Xavier Woods. Yeah. Um, but it seems like everybody now at the top of the card or even the mid card for NXT can become up the main roster and be impact players right away. Yeah, I can kind of see what you're saying. Like a little like it's a PG. the reality era, like it's weird. Like yeah, I don't know. Look, yeah, yeah. Because reality era, if you look at it, it literally, I, I think, feel like it's like 2014, 2015, and that's that's it. what no, it was two years. Yeah, they they consider it two years. So yeah, I see what you're saying though. Kind of the PG ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reality. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but I don't know, man. There's just so many. Ass dudes. I see what you're saying with the OVW guys, but that's sort of like top heavy, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. That's what the great thing about NXT right now is that you have this consistent oh, it's this depth. Yeah. It's depth, exactly. Yeah. Next up, Tim Morris has a question. Let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos. Tim here. First time match up question. How do you prefer your superstars to debut? Do you like the shock factor of um, a surprise call up or debut like um, AJ in the Rumble? Or do you prefer uh, kind of like weekly videos or vignettes a la um, Lars Sullivan that introduces the the fans to the superstars? Let me know what you think. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim. You oh, have the right answer. Give me the best. Both worlds, you get to do the mystery vignettes. Yeah. Followed by the surprise debut. And you see debut, you realize... That was their vignettes. What was the best debut in WWF history? Oh, it's Jericho. It was Jericho. And what do they do? They did countdown. Mystery vignette. Yeah, it's just and, a countdown. And debut. Um, the Wyatt debut. family's debut was good because it was vignettes. Yeah, like, it was ooh, this, vignettes. Is, this is interesting stuff. Over in New Japan, you had that, ooh, who's Switchblade? And yeah. Sammy Callahan was saying he's Switchblade. Yeah. And then it turned out to be Jay White. And it was yeah. a little weird. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. Absolutely. When you, you have to get you guessing, who is it? Who is it? Who, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm, is it? Who is it? Mm-hmm. And then dirt sheets are telling you who it is. And it's none of those people. It's, it's none of those people. And now Twitter, people can mess with people. Um, so that's really good. What are the worst ways to debut? Dan Matha style. You get the, the hype vignettes and it's only to serve a squash. But it's if, hilarious. If the point of, of pro wrestling is to entertain that might be number one best for us, not for, for us, him. But it was at the expense of Dan Mather. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the cheesy thing where they show up. Like, didn't they do this with, like, MVP? Where, like, he shows up. You don't know who they are. I mean, these days, you, you would never see a guy. You don't know who he is. Well, I guess they kind of did with a brawn. Um, and it's like, oh, there's a massive free agent. And he shows up in, like, a suit. And it's like, who is this guy? I don't know what he did. That immediately made me hate MVP. Because I was like, I don't know who you are, man. And it's like, I wasn't tuned into the independent scene. I don't know what he did before. Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, I don't know who you are. Why? What? MVP? That's not a real name. Well, that wasn't. He, he was Montavious something Porter. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't like it. And then he had like a football tape in his outfit. Ty, I was like the worst creator wrestler guy ever. You weren't a fan. Might be a nice guy, though. I don't know. Could be cool. Um, yeah, that's like the worst way to debut, to debut. Debut. Does the NXT crowd shot. That's become an iconic thing. It really has. It excites people, so it's fine. (laughs) So that's fine. Lingering in crowd is fine. (laughs) (laughs) Next from Bobby Mincy. Oh, nice. Let's see what Bobby Mincy has to say. Hey, friendos. Bobby Mincy here with another Matt Chat question. Steven Larson, we keep talking about how no one could uh, rival slash compete with WWE because the WWE was too big. But let's say we throw this into Bizarro Land and everything else, and Ring of Honor, TNA, and New Japan all finally team together and form one giant company where they use all their rosters and everything else, and they get relatively the same TV deal that WWE has. Do you think that could rival or at least make solid, solid competition with the WWE? Let me know, friendos. Too sweet, firm handshake, shoulder lean. Peace out. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Um, I'll just go. Sure. If everything fit what Bobby says, if some other company out there, if Ring of Honor, TNA, and New Japan formed some super beast with one singular vision uh, and they got a TV deal. This is the biggest thing. We both scoffed at this. They got a TV deal that rivaled WWE's, of course, because they're making the same amount of money that WWE is, and that's the only thing that matters. So, yes, absolutely, it rivaled WWE. It's never, never, never going to happen, though. That it's will never, never gonna, happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But while I guess it could hypothetically maybe approach uh, rivaling, at this point, WWE is like Kleenex. It's like crayon. It's synonymous <laughs> yeah. with pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, and so if people are like, oh, there's other pro wrestling. Oh, there's WWE. I know WWE is pro wrestling, so I'll just watch that. And might not give this other product a chance. Vince would start killing it creatively. That's the sad thing. I know. It would take that for Vince to start killing it. Mm-hmm. And it would be great TV. Going back to Tim's question, the only way it would happen is if this happened. But this isn't going to happen. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Nobody's going to put wrestling on TV. It's fool's errand. Yeah, it loses money. Yeah. Uh, next. Oh, it's the H-Champ. Oh, P-Break. Our H-Champ. Adam Mayhem. P-Break. Here's a quick question for you, Stephen and Larson. Uh, just coming off and piggybacking from Cactus Jackie's question last week. You know, everybody's talking about that. Horse women versus horse women, and yeah, put them in war games and all that stuff. But I'm a fan of giving the rub to someone else, even though these people don't really need it. But let's say for war games, instead of just being horse women versus horse women, let's add a new faction to it Kairi Sane, Io Shirai. Asuka and Sayali. What do you guys think about that? Horse women versus horse women versus an Asian stable. Sayali, Kairi Sane, 
Io Shirai, and Asuka. Debate that. Thank you, Adam Mayhem. You done? Yeah, zip it up. Um, I kind of feel like this the horsewoman versus horsewoman storyline kind of really has some beats built into it. Sure. Um, so I, I, I worry that introducing a third faction into this War Games match would feel forced. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they've already laid the groundwork for horsewoman versus horsewoman. Um, and so it just feels natural just to have that be the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that being said, uh, Asuka's great. Kyrie yeah. Sane's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Io Shirai's great. Yeah, all so great. you know what? Who cares? Yeah, sure. Well, sure. Sure, champ. I mean, I guess sure, you're great. It'd, all, it'd be great either way. I just feel like you got the horsemen over here, the horsemen over here. Of course, at some point, they got to do battle, and it's got to be in a, a War Games match. More equals better. More equals better. More equals better, not yeah. more but better. No, more In this case, more equals all better. All right, I don't want to argue anymore about it. <laughs> Devin the Dude uh, has a question uh, about uh, the upcoming uh, pay-per-view event. WrestleMania. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Let's see what he has to say. My question this week is with the rumored Seth versus Brock match being possible as a headliner for WrestleMania with it playing off Roman's leukemia, um, it feels like they're trying to create something with more impact than, say, a Becky versus Ronda match at WrestleMania. Um, so this way, like, if the women don't headline... Uh, because it's not the Charlotte Ronda match that they wanted, uh, they can justify it with like this whole like feel good storyline, um, and it could lead to Ronda beating Becky at WrestleMania, and then leading to Ronda versus Charlotte next WrestleMania to headline uh, to get the fan well what they want more than what the fans want. So this way they can say, oh, they gave Becky a WrestleMania match, but. I mean, she loses because I don't think they want Becky to be the one to beat Ronda. They want Charlotte to be the one. Um, that's what it just feels like. And I don't know if there'll be a Becky movement like there was a Yes movement, but, I mean, I don't know. Uh, here's to hoping that Becky sadly loses her title and wins the Royal Rumble. But I would hope that they would see the, the potential historical fact uh, Becky versus Ronda being more of a, a match that people want to see for for that feel-good moment more than the marquee match of, of Ronda versus Charlotte. But that's just me. I, it is more impactful. I mean, I'm biased as a Becky fan, but, I mean, as a fan, I feel like it's more impactful for someone like Becky to win versus Charlotte being the one to eventually dethrone Ronda. Well, what do you guys think? Stay strong, brothers. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Thank you, Devin the Dude. Uh, so he, he makes some good points there. I'm going to say this. Just this is it. Main event, WrestleMania, Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte. Triple threat. Charlotte de- deserves to be there at the very first WrestleMania main event. That's how it should be. She's standing tall, not as the winner. That's Becky. She's the man, of course. Uh, but Charlotte deserves to be in the mix. Triple threat, money match, Ric Flair. Woo! Go ahead. I mean, honestly, I think it should be Becky Ronda, but I'm going to just say this, put this out there. Why not have the WWE title main event show? What? WWE title. Have that main event something. Why would they don't do that? I mean, it's, it's the belt with the legacy. It Look, should man. be the most prestigious belt in the entire company. At this point, we're just lucky it's not in the kickoff show. Because it totally could be. Give it time. <clears throat> Remember they had the big gold belt, the World Heavyweight Championship in the kickoff show? 
That's terrible. That's terrible. That's awful. You should never have a world championship in a kickoff show. You should always close the show. Uh, speaking of closing the show, we got a couple of text questions. A.O. Worm. It's a good segue there. Hey, guys, no video today. Sorry, but for this week's match chat, it comes to you from our Australian admin, Kimberly. They're in the Friendoverse, the Facebook group. She wants to know, uh, knock on wood, when Vince eventually leaves uh, this earth. That's a grim question there, A.O. Worm and Kimberly. Do you think the WWE will create a tournament in his honor? Uh, or something like the Mayon Classic, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. They're going to name something in his honor. Yeah, the Vincent Kennedy McMahon World Cup. And it's going to be like the G1 of WWE. Mm. <clears throat> have it once a year and have the, the title actually be like my original idea for the Universal Championship. Oh, dear. You can make it even the Vince belt. Um, defended once a year at WrestleMania or SummerSlam, whatever the case may be, for top wrestler, for best in the world. Here's what you do, man. This is what you do. What is Vince McMahon best known for? Relentless work ethic. Oh, yeah. The man is an Iron Man. He never sleeps. He hates people who sneeze. Yeah. He doesn't like falling asleep. So this is what you do. Oh, the man, Vincent so good, K. Though. McMahon 128-person gauntlet match. That's right. One person starts, and for 24 hours, he has to try to fight off 128 people. 127 people. 127 other people that are not him, comprising the total 128 right, who people. Wins? Seth Rollins. Becky Lynch. That's better answer. I like that. That's good. And it's a gauntlet match to be the man. There you go. Then Becky Lynch definitely wins. To be the man, you have to beat 127 mans. Men, yeah. Uh, last text question from Joshua Dynamic Knight Martinez. If you had ult unlimited resources. Ultimate. Ultimate. Uh, what one gift would you give each other? Mm, what are you going to give me, dude? Uh, well, you have some a few things left on your wrestling bucket list. Oh, sure. So we would just do that. Nice. It would be an NXT taping. At full sale. At full sale. It would be Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. And perhaps maybe most importantly. Oh. oh, oh, oh. Triple Mania. We're going to go to Mexico. We have seats right behind Vampiro. So you can hear him fart. Oh, ew. That's nasty. <laughs> um, that's great. Although we now have to add NXT UK taping so I can see Liverpool's number one. All right, fine. Here's what I would do. You're not using your imagination enough, man. Joshua says if you had unlimited resources, which includes, of course, time travel. So I no, would. I assume resources just means money. Uh, well, it's unlimited, though. Do you think with unlimited money, we wouldn't be able to perfect time travel? Well, I mean, Jeff Bezos has nearly unlimited resources, and I don't think that's he. Or Elon Musk. Yeah. They haven't even bothered dealing with that. Well, that dude's a mess. He's all on Joe Rogan's show. No, I know. He high. is a mess. He's a mess. And Bezos is too busy nickel and diming his employees. Yeah. Um, they, they, they don't have vision like I do. If I had Bezos' money, I'd make a time travel machine, and you and I would get in it. Well, there's a whole physics problem with it. Like, it's not possible yet. <laughs> Every problem can be solved with money. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways, we'd go back to the beginnings of American pro wrestling. All right. And we'd witness Farmer Burns. And Orville Brown. Brown, yeah. And we'd be like, is it real? Is it fake? What well, we know it? it's fake. We would we would know the answer. So long as we can bring our 2000 Wrestling Almanac with us. 
and bet on the outcome of matches. I don't think that had was that an actual almanac though? It had results from some stuff, man. I think it just had results from that year. No. If that. Well, we need we need a, a, the equivalent of the Gray yeah. Sports Almanac for wrestling. We do. Did they bet on pro wrestling back in the then? early days? I think they did. Oh, it was a wild west, man. Yeah, man. Ah, step right up. Throw in your two bits. Would we try I'm to challenge? I'm the contender of your choice. We try to challenge one of them strong men because no. they would travel from town to town. But knowing the pro wrestling acumen that we have, I think we could throw down with some of those dudes. We Stunner, don't know how to wrestle. Spanish fly, but we've seen it on TV. Oh, my God. We can at least take on those fools who were stupid. No, because they're strong men. Come we here. are not strong men. We are weak men. Come here, Farmer Burns. Atomic elbow. But he'll no-sell. He'll be like, what the heck is this magic you're trying to work on me? The only chance you have is low say, blow. Yeah. You would distract the ref. Low, legitimate shoot low blow. Yeah. Break his ankle. Fuck you, Farmer right. Burns. Fine. Fine. And then I'd be the new champion. We'd travel town to town. You so quickly. Because you've got your, you've got your uh, old-timey voice, so you'd sound the part. All right. Step right up. See this magnificent lot ass. <laughs> Take a look at this. <laughs> Specimen. <laughs> look at this doughy monstrosity. <laughs> He's barely a human, let alone a man. Yet he is unbeatable. Try as you might, you cannot vanquish. <laughs> Steve here. Steve here, the dough man. <laughs> that was good. Anyways, that's it for Matt Chat. Thanks so much. $20 a month, you guys, too, can send in your Matt Chat questions. It's a lot of fun. Uh, for us, it is, anyways. Uh, so that's it for show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.